0: and welcome back i I say welcome back because it's a two-parter it's the first ever two-parter on diy for business it's russ and greg with you i know this is exciting (laughs) a two-parter episode on communication and why well because it's so important we could probably make an entire podcast around communication and that is what we're talking about today so if you haven't listened to the first episode Head over there, and uh, you know, just uh, it's it's right there on your podcast app. Go listen to the previous one, and uh, in fact, listen to all, all previous episodes. I think that would be a good idea for you as well. But uh, today, yes, we're talking about communication, and we are jumping right in here.
1: So this sequel is, is this like Rocky <laughs> two?
0: Right, we talked about Rocky in the last one. All right, I'll I'll try to come up with a Rocky two reference was, for this Ms. one. G? I I did. Is that mister
2: me. Three? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I uh, no, that's Rocky I think three. Oh. they all sort of blend You're to a little notice, bit. Though, Russ.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I gotta I gotta pick up my uh, <laughs> Well here's the thing though my Rocky in, chops. In Rocky
1: too, Apollo does take it more seriously. That's true. Just like in business, you gotta learn and you gotta take it more seriously and dive in.
0: <laughs> all right, we're not here to talk about Rocky. That's our other podcast. We have a whole podcast where we just talk <laughs> We should start that, Greg. We gotta get Rocky on
1: that. Rocky in business. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. Psychological issues with Rocky and Bism. (laughs) I love it. One (laughs) thing.
0: All right. So I interrupted the last podcast to, to, you know, say, hey, we're going to come back for a part two. And Greg, you had kind of were taking us down a route there that uh, why don't we pick up where we uh, left off on that last podcast? Well,
1: we were talking a little bit about what we originally were talking about communication, basically within the within the company itself. And we kind of started dipping our toes into communicating with customers. And Mm -hmm. that could be completely different than how you're managing your company and managing your team because with customers, you're trying to sell them something. You're either trying to sell them your product or your service. You're selling them something. And how you communicate with them is going to be kind of a little different strategy and you got to have to take it from a, from a different point of view at time. The concept of kind of understanding who your customer is, we've talked about in previous episodes, is so important because if you understand kind of, I'm doing my little air quotes here, but if you kind of understand who your customer is, then you have a better idea of how you should communicate with that type of customer. And if you have a retail location and they come into your location, you're gonna communicate differently than just an online service where they're buying product from your site. So there's a lot of ways we can get into this and and talk about communication, but Leila, I'm just going to toss it over to you.
2: Some of the same rules still apply. And I guess rules is kind of a strong word, but when I think about communication in any situation, I still think it's important to know where you stand, know exactly what you are looking for, what you want. And I, I do think that applies to most situations. So, if you're talking to vendors, it's still important for you to know what you want to achieve in that discussion, in that meeting. What do you want to come away with from that meeting?
1: Yeah, I think when you're dealing with vendors, it's really important to kind of set ground rules.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I don't have experience with vendors. I'm wondering. If you could uh, talk a little bit about what's challenging. Well,
1: I think with a vendor, you're their customer in a sense, because you're getting a service from them or a product mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. And it tends to be a little bit more of a negotiation at times. Mm-hmm. Sure. At least at the beginning of the relationship, it's a negotiation of kind of the terms or pricing or you know, quantities and, and that whole thing. And what's really important in my eyes is tr- try to have both parties feel like it's going to be a win-win situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't right. want to feel like I'm right. ripping you off. I'm going to get the most out of you. Right. right. If, <laughs> if, if, that's, if that's what you're trying to accomplish out of a negotiation with a vendor, you may not have a vendor for very long or you, may not right. you
2: don't want that. You don't want yeah. that. And but so this reminds me of just like dealing with employees, dealing with friends, you want to make sure that you're being heard and that the other person is being heard. You can acknowledge points they're making. You can be positive and provide a little bit of positive feedback. Like that's great. That's exactly why I wanted to go with your company because dot, dot, dot.
1: I also think it's it's important in a negotiation with a vendor to let them know that you have a choice that you don't have to go sure. to them also.
2: Right, so there are differences. Yeah. Those were some, what I was um, listing were some of the kind of similarities that you can bring to any communication situation. But yes, when you're negotiating, that makes it a little more difficult. Still having those ground rules that you know in yourself, this is what I won't compromise on. And this is what I will compromise on, will help you stand your ground for lack of a better word, to know in yourself what you will tolerate and not tolerate.
0: It, it, one of the the things uh that I know about Greg is that a lot of our vendors, Greg, you're really good friends with. And and how did how do you do that? Like what is your secret for that? Now I'm I'm flipping the interview here and, and interviewing you.
2: No, wait, was he already good friends or they became good?
0: No, they beca- he becomes good friends with these vendors, which I think is is kind of interesting.
1: Well, you're gonna make me give up my secrets oh. to the world here, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no secrets here.
1: I'm very authentic. And when people when when I come from a position of honesty
2: mm-hmm. in
1: my in my communications and my conversations very early on. And Mm -hmm. I do take it from that win-win point of view. Now, I'm not going to let them take advantage of of my position just because I'm going to be nice and friendly and honest. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let anybody take advantage of that. But I think with setting that as a foundation of who I am and who I'm going to be down the road Mm -hmm. in this relationship if Mm -hmm. we move forward, I think starts it off in a really good place. And then over time, with, with a lot of these vendors, you know, I'm talking to them on a weekly or monthly basis, so you get to know them. And I think if, from from my point of view, I really do try to get to know them. It's not just a superficial, hey, how are the kids? What's going on? What'd you have for dinner? No, we actually get to know each other on a deeper level than that surface level type of thing. And I think that also helps in, you know, future uh, deals, let's call it, Mm -hmm. because there is that trust that we talked about in the previous episode, because they know what I'm saying is truthful.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you said that. Building trust in communication, using communication to build trust I hear that that's a lot of what's going on for you between you and the vendors. You're very honest. You know your position. You know what you want. And you're honest about it. They can see that working with you over time, slowly. And that builds trust. And they want to work with you again. You want to work with them again.
1: One other thing that I'll point out that is something that I've, I've kind of, I don't know, noticed is I don't rush conversations with vendors.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I,
1: I take the time yep. to talk and and have them be heard and, you know, have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't want to ever get into a situation. I try not to at least where I'm rushed. I'm sorry. I got to get off. I got another meeting. Got to go, got to go, got to go. Right.
2: Yep. If
1: I'm, what I try to do with the vendors that, my long standing vendors is take the time to have the conversation. It may not happen. Mm-hmm. It may be a very quick conversation or a quick meeting, but if it needs to be or just it happens that it, it goes longer because we get into conversation about different things. Right. It's amazing what unfolds during that conversation too. It's
2: so true. Mm-hmm. It's so
1: true. It's because they'll tell you stuff that's going on kind of behind the scenes at their company or in their marketplace that if you're rushing the conversation, you may not know. And if you just soak mm-hmm. all that information in, you know, sometimes you can use it, you know, for other things or, and sometimes not, but maybe it comes up in conversation with a totally different customer or a different vendor, or maybe one of your staff. So, you know, just know. being able to listen and not rushing the conversations so that New conversations open up and transpire. I think it's just super helpful for the relationship.
2: That's what you're doing right there. The act of listening, where you're not just pushing your own agenda, like, okay, let's hurry this up. I got to get off the phone. I need these things. You're taking the time, and they feel valued. They feel like Mm -hmm. you're listening to them, you're hearing them when it goes. Uh, like a little bit away from business into other areas of of life, like personal issues or in whatever way that you're referring to, Greg, Um, they're feeling like you want to be there to hear what's going on and you're staying on the phone. You're interested. That is important part of connection. And that's what they have with you that they may not have with other people. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah no I
0: I think the the way that you do that Greg is is awesome and I think that we get a lot of benefit from that as a as a, as a company we get a lot of benefit mm-hmm. from that because mm-hmm. okay our most valuable resource really is is our time yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, we we can't make more of that okay. and it's like when you give that to somebody I think that that's a gift and I think that can not only be applied to vendors but to your staff okay. and to your customers.
2: It's just so interesting how some of these communication skills they cross over into all different areas of life, mm-hmm. and um, and they're valid in all these different areas of life.
1: Well, Layla, one of the things that uh, we talked about in a, in a previous episode—I'm not even sure which one—is <laughs> that most of the problems that companies have is because of poor communication. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And we've Mm -hmm. learned that over doing research for decades now. Russ and I have been involved in companies that are researching consumer feedback. And the majority of the complaints that they have with uh, the business is due to communication, poor communication, setting unrealistic expectations, not following through with expectations or just not not keeping people informed.
2: I've been doing a little of my own um, research, and this is a new field for me, or relatively new. Some of the specific issues that businesses have around communication—you know, for example—that's that's newer for me. But I have seen that communication is a major issue. Not feeling like their words matter and so it's so important to get feedback have channels where you get feedback from others and that you take it seriously and that you check in often
0: that's the other thing too and and you sort of talked about that uh last episode of checking Mm -hmm. in i think that that is something that can be difficult in kind of this you know post-pandemic remote worker type of world uh, we'll we'll deal a, a little with that. We Greg and I, you know, I think um I think we do a decent job, but maybe maybe we don't. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you what we do in this uh kind of remote work environment and uh we'll talk about that and and much more. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back after that. You know, a great way to promote your business is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you're listening to a podcast and we're telling you to make a podcast. huh? cool as that yeah well okay where do we do it we do it on anchor and why well because they do all the work for you they distribute the podcast you can edit your podcast right on your phone or within your computer Uh, everything you need for a podcast is right there in one place just go and download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started all right, and welcome back. Uh, we are talking about communication. This is episode two on this. Uh, we split it up into two episodes because there is so much to talk about. There's a lot of communication around communication. I'm going to keep making that joke uh, until somebody laughs. All right, so uh, we've talked about uh, various, Greg is just shaking his head Greg, on that one. yeah, it's um, Yeah, see, that's nonverbal <laughs> communication. <laughs> So uh, in this kind of post pandemic world of remote. Work. It it was a lot to get used to at, at first, you know. We we didn't know how to do this, so I think you know the first couple of weeks, first maybe even couple of months of the pandemic, we're still just doing conference calls and you know, oh, I'll call you because I know how to make three way calls on my iPhone. Oh, I don't, so that's great, do that, you know, <laughs> like all this weird stuff that we did in the beginning, and then it turned into you know we settled on uh, using Slack, we settled on using Zoom, we're using you know these applications. And a lot of the times you miss just FaceTime with people. We talked about how it's difficult sometimes to get people to turn their camera on so we can pick up on those uh, non-verbals like Greg, not laughing at my joke or whatever it is.
1: I feel like Ed McMahon right now.
0: Yeah. I'm going to just uh, loop that uh, in, in future uh, episodes. So, you know, we, like I mentioned, we use Slack, we use zoom. That is where, where we try to go. But at times, you know, that's great with employees, but that may not be the easiest route with customers because you don't even know like customers might not even have a camera. I dealt with one customer the other day. (laughs) We spent, uh, you know, 45 minutes trying to turn on their video camera on their computer and they had to flip over to another camera, another computer that they had just to be able to communicate with me so I could see them. It's a tough world right now dealing with uh, communications with customers.
2: You know, um, creating a baseline is really important. And I'm going to go back to something I might have said earlier, but if you don't see somebody regularly, you're not going to necessarily know what some of their nonverbal cues are. If you don't talk to them on the phone regularly, if you don't even emailing back and forth or texting um mm-hmm. it becomes more clear that's you're able to determine changes the more that you do it and then you can create a baseline so i wouldn't say you're always you're necessarily lost if you don't have uh in-person communication is seeing them you know in, in like live but Mm -hmm. Any way that you communicate, you will form a stronger bond and be able to see if something is like out of character or something has changed. The more that you do it, you see their baseline, maybe uh, that that changes. They're acting in a way that doesn't fit with the way they usually are.
1: I, I have a good follow up for this one because I'm always struggling with this. I don't know how to interpret people's emails. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> I don't
1: know how to interpret the tone. Just, yeah. You know, in my oh. head I could read it in a nice way or I could read it in a like way, you <laughs> know, they're a little mad about something. Yeah. I have a real that challenge that sometimes or your text. Uh-huh. You know, you know, sometimes the cute emojis will help. But <laughs> no emojis and I don't know if they're mad or they're happy if they're I You know, right. same thing with emails and then Slack sometimes, same type of thing. When it's just written, yeah. I have a tough time just comprehending the tone they're coming.
2: I think that's why it's been recommended that you mix up your communication. You don't always do it email or don't always do phone calls or video calls, but... You get enough different experiences in different forms of communication so that you have an understanding of what this person's personality is generally like. So you would be able to read their their emails in a way where you better understood what they were feeling the more information you have.
1: And Typically what I try to do is I will follow up with a question. hmm just to kind of dig in a little deeper to find out, okay, where are they coming from with that response?
2: And was this um, mm-hmm.
1: you with a customer. customer? This is with a with yeah. a customer, yeah. and i you know, it, you know, sometimes you can't read sarcasm, yeah, very well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Which what you're doing is exactly what we were just talking about. It's increasing your exposure to that person. You're asking questions. You're getting more information. You're increasing contact. So you're getting a better idea. Yeah. I think
1: so far that's worked okay, but it's still like, until you get the response to the follow-up question you ask, you're like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? Is something going wrong? (laughs) 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 What
2: what, what has happened? (laughs) And that, for example, is something I might role play with you, or or do like a scenario where I would get more information about what you're trying to say and what you're hoping to get back, and how it it was confusing to you.
0: You know, we we've kind of you know dug into the employee relationships. We've dug into you know kind of like being a manager, being an active listener. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had to kind of sum everything up on communications as a small business owner, I'm just kind of getting started. I'm, you know, just want to get out there. What are maybe the, you know, four or five keys Mm -hmm. that I need to know to really be a great communicator to make Mm -hmm. my business most successful.
2: Okay. So active listening, a hundred percent. You want to be Mm -hmm. engaged from the beginning, hearing what they want, telling them what you want, so, active listening very important. Um, knowing your boundaries also key. Having empathy mm-hmm. rather than you know, like it's not a chess game. It it's it's manipulation. Right. You're you're having. Uh, it's important to have empathy for the other person's point of view, right? And uh, the idea that you're problem solving together you're working together towards some solution and that might include compromise. I think that's important as well, rather than you're trying to get something right. Uh, Even if you're working with, Mm -hmm. let's say uh, an, an employee, the idea isn't to just get more from them. The idea is to look at the problem together. The problem is, is, is separate from you and this person. And then how do you both, solve that problem or work on a solution together. Mm -hmm. So, gosh, those are like the first four important components. Uh, I know I'm forgetting something important, but those are the (laughs) first that came to mind, you know. Um,
1: Well, one that I try to keep in mind is understand your audience as much as you can.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: If you, know, if you know where your audience is coming from, who they are, what their personality type is, if, if you understand that, it kind of gives you a, a better foundation of how to deal with them, how to communicate with them, how to talk, how to email, how to text.
2: And that's yeah. active listening too, right? Because you're, you're mm-hmm. trying to find out about that person. Right. right. Well, you know, right.
0: and so, you know, my experience, I mean, I I ran an entertainment company for years, right. you know, and, and so I was on a stage with, you know, at times thousands of people in the audience that I'm talking to. And it's like people say, oh, you got to learn how to read a crowd. Mm. In a way, you're active listening, even with that, yeah. you know, you're you're judging what you're going to do next based on what the audience is doing right. as a group. Right. You know?
2: and, and I've heard the. Um, that when you're dealing with groups crowds like big groups like that not to just talk to the air not just talk to the the masses but imagine them as individual people that they're all here for right. some reason and right and that will help inform you when you're delivering mm-hmm. whatever information you need to
0: Well, I think that's even key, you know, like that's like selecting your avatar, your person that you're going to target with your marketing. And if you send out a bunch of emails to a group of people and you're sending it to a group of people, then it's very difficult for anyone to feel like that email was just to them, you know, like sending out a bulk email or whatever it is. But if you select kind of Mm -hmm. who that person is that you're targeting. Then it is going to sound a little mm-hmm. bit different. It's going to sound like you're talking mm-hmm. to them, and they'll they'll pick up on that for for sure. That
2: also speaks to a point that we were discussing earlier about knowing yourself, knowing mm-hmm. what you're looking for, and being really clear on that. What need? Right. What are you looking for? Um, who is the person that you're targeting your business to?
0: Layla thank you so much for uh, for joining oh, us for both of these episodes. Yeah. Every time you come on it's just fantastic. Thanks, Layla. So uh,
2: thank you so much. Thank
0: you at, at home for uh, listening to our podcast and subscribing. We're going to try to bring Layla back as often as possible because she just does such a great job on our podcast here. Everything that we do here is is it's advice, right? We're we're giving you ideas, concepts and all of that. If you want to take it take it if you don't don't but our Goal here is to make your business better and to help your business grow. Hey, we're available on all of the podcast apps out there, and uh, you can subscribe on any of them. So make sure you do that. And also, reviews do help us, it gives us more exposure, just as reviews do for your business. So if you can, hit the review button. If you love the show, hit the five star. If you don't love the show, There's the four star. We'll we'll just go with that. And uh, we'd love to have your review and your comments about our podcasts. And of course, you can always share us on social media as well. We will talk to you next week and be sure to subscribe or else you're going to miss out on whatever we're going to talk about next week. We'll talk to you then.